Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Welcome back, everyone. It's been quite a while, about um, a year, I guess now. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) But we are back. We are back. Things will look a little different this time around um, for now. Yeah. I'm working out the kinks. Um, Kate is doing the, the interviews. And yes. I, here I am, Kaylee, just <laughs> um, chatting with you guys for a couple of minutes in the beginning. Yeah, uh, that works. Uh, so my, um, yeah, my, my internet here out in the middle of nowhere is unreliable at best. <laughs> and uh, we tried last year to record a couple of things and it just it doesn't work. So yeah, we are one of the many projects we're working on is getting more reliable internet. And once that happens, I will happily jump back in because I miss talking to everyone about their about their birth stories, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean it's been it's been fun so far. So what have you been up to? What are some of the highlights of your last year that we uh, haven't been around? <laughs> oh my gosh, what have I been up to? Um, hmm, I feel like not much, but it's been really busy. Um, yeah, the kids are back in school. Felix actually started preschool a couple days a week, and that's been really fun for him. He loves it. So everyone is happy, and yeah, I mean, we did a little bit of traveling last year, and then we just kind of jumped back into um you know, regular life. And yeah, really not much else is going on besides, you know, busy at work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you've definitely had a lot more going on than I have. So <laughs> if you want to update everyone on that. Yeah. So we moved out here a little over a year ago. We've just kind of expanded our animal flocks and herds and that sort of thing. Like countless um house projects but the most exciting thing is i am almost 37 weeks pregnant with baby number four and we are planning a home birth my home visit is actually tomorrow so it's uh it's really exciting this pregnancy i found a really great midwife and i think uh that when you are maybe planning your first home birth or maybe subsequent ones, you just, you don't think about, I didn't think about how much I would kind of connect with a midwife. And I was like, always hear your stories about how, you know, our listener stories about how they love their midwife and they just, you know, had this great connection. And I did not have that before. And I feel like I have that and I feel like I am in control of this pregnancy and this birth. And it's been such a different experience, which yeah. has been really like nice. I'm sure. Really nice. So yeah, I'm, um, I'm now finally reaching the point where I am um, just kind of feeling a little done with this and <laughs> just yeah. get on with the birth. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, like, you know, getting my house in order and I just want to have the baby now. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I can I can uh, remember that feeling very well. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's just you're like living on, you know, you have these like five weeks essentially of when will the baby come? Yeah. And here we are entering that time of it could be now. It could be. You know. Yeah. Fingers crossed. This one is not late like all your other babies. So. I know. I know. I'm like in my head. I'm like I'm not building it up to that, but I've had it no. in my head that maybe this baby is going a little early. But mm -hmm. I'm also prepared, like that I'm due in January, but I'm going to have a February baby. Yeah. So it's good to if, if it's good to January, mentally prepare yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because even even but even if I do, I'll still get to a point where I'm like, uh, you know. Yeah. Of in a couple of weeks, where. <laughs> yeah yeah but, ready to uh, go yeah. yeah i get that mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm already there now but it'll only get worse i'm sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> so exciting oh my gosh so mm -hmm. yeah we um you know thought this was a great time to jump back into this and we're really excited <laughs> we're gonna do um every other week for now um but um we'd love to for you guys to send in your stories um i know a lot of you probably have in the past and we might not have gotten back to you um so resend them in if you want to come on and yeah, yeah i think we'll there's a there's a link on our instagram right uh, yes. in our um in our bio there's if you click on the link tree there's a link to a google form yeah you just fill it out and ask you some basic questions and then we get back to you and schedule a time yeah, and if you're not on Instagram, we can just leave. We'll put put our um, email address in the show notes, so you can also just email there, um, and we'll send you that form. So yeah, um, send away. We would love to hear your stories. Um, today we actually have Jana on again. She was on episode thirty one, and she is going to tell us her second birth story. It's another home birth and yeah it's a really good story and she also has a felix which we were very excited to <laughs> to realize that <laughs> i was like oh i, I love have a felix too. come back yeah, yeah me too like me I, too because it feels like we already know them like you know you hear yeah. like you get to talk to them about something so special yeah and then you we get to we chat on instagram and that sort of thing and it feels like you're talking to her. I'm sure I didn't get to talk to her, but I'm sure it felt like just talking to a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know. And she like told her story so well, like she knew, she knew the drill. So, um, yeah, it's a really good story. Um, and you have to listen to find out if she made another cake. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you have to listen to her first episode first. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was really fun to talk to Jana again. So uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy and we're excited to be back. Yeah, enjoy this show, guys. Welcome, Jana. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast again. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So for those of you who have not heard Jana's first birth story, she was in episode 31. I just looked it up. Um, so you can hear a little bit about her family and then hear her first birth with Bo. But why don't you, for all the people who haven't heard uh, the episode, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? 
Sure. We live in upstate New York. I live with my partner, Taylor, who I've been with for 11 years now. We have a two-year-old named Bo, a retired uh, racing greyhound named RC, and we have a new little guy in the family. He's about four months old now. His name is Felix. Oh, I like that name. Thank you. <laughs> I have a Felix too. It's... Really? Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Like that name wasn't on our radar at all. It wasn't on any lists. And it mm -hmm. actually took us like four days to name him. And oh then once you name a child, you hear the name all the time now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, surprisingly, I have not. But, um, but I know what you mean. So... When did you guys decide, you know, it was time to expand your family? And then how did your pregnancy go? So for me, it was almost immediate that I knew I wanted to have another child. If you ask my husband, it was probably three minutes after birth of Bo, where I was like, we need to do this again. Mm -hmm. It took him about a good year to come around <laughs> to the idea. Um, and it was, I believe, I'm thinking back in November 2021. I was like, let's do this. My cycle had come back pretty regularly and we tried. And what do you know, just like the first time it happened with the first time. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Nice we, for you. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm very fortunate. Mm -hmm. That's not the case for everybody. But um, I had taken Bo on a last minute trip to Puerto Rico, just him and I, mm -hmm. to visit a girlfriend in December and the day we flew home I was supposed to get my period and I was a wreck having an 18 month old on a plane by myself yeah with a pending <laughs> period <laughs> and it never came and my partner picked us up we drove home from the airport it was like midnight I sprinted upstairs to take a pregnancy test after chugging water the whole way home and took it and it was positive. So that was December a year ago th this month. So oh. it, was, it was pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, welcome news, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then my pregnancy was very similar to the last. I tried to stay active as much as possible, especially with a toddler. I mm -hmm. looked a little different this time around. But I had the nausea all day long, but never got sick. I was lucky enough this time where I could actually brush my teeth in the first trimester. So if you heard me say <laughs> last time, I couldn't really brush my teeth without getting sick. Oh, gosh. Uh, my hair stopped growing again. So that was awesome. Mm, my gosh, you got, you got a good one at least. <laughs> well, the only difference in this pregnancy worth noting that I really don't hear anybody talking about really are vasospasms, like of the nipples. Oh, have you ever experienced that? No, I did not. Thank so, God. <laughs> yeah, I had it maybe once or twice when I was pregnant with Bo, and I just chalked it up to being cold. So if you go outside mm -hmm. and you get active and you're warm, and then you get a chill, and your nipples get hard and they mm -hmm. kind of hurt. I don't know if you've okay. ever experienced that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So like that happened a couple times in the pregnancy and I was like, oh, you know, it'll go away. And it did with the weather. Mm -hmm. With this pregnancy, they did not go away. And it happened almost every single day of my pregnancy. Oh, wow. And I joked fairly early on that I would rather give birth than have to deal with this. 
And oh my gosh. I stand by that statement. Like <laughs> it was the most painful thing. And I, I asked Instagram, I was like, has anybody dealt with this and how do you get rid of it? And a lot of people just said, well, they suggested that I should stop nursing Bo. Oh, okay. And I knew that wasn't the reason why I was experiencing them. It had to have been the hormone shifts and everything going mm-hmm. on in my body. And I did have a couple times throughout the pregnancy where I was like, okay, this is it. I cannot nurse him any longer because it seemed to happen, especially in the evenings after I would nurse him to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but then your body does something weird and you have a really good couple of days and you forget oh yeah of course (laughs) like oh I don't have to wean him this is fine and then it would happen again and so like the only thing that I found and I know you're not supposed to do this is are those hot hands for like hand warmers Mm -hmm. yeah they were in my bra like all day every day right up against my skin it was the only thing that worked that would help me so it would be like June 95 degrees out and I would have a hot hand oh warmer. my gosh <laughs> that does not sound comfortable but it it works um, you know it worked so that was my workaround so if anybody listening to this like starts experiencing it and wants to reach out to me I definitely tried a bunch of things and I can connect that way but it mm-hmm. it was not a not a pleasant no it does not sound pleasant at all no Hmm. But I stayed pretty active and it was mm-hmm. pretty good. And unlike unlike Bose, I never got to the point where I felt done. Mm-hmm. I felt great up into the birth. This time around, like 34, 35 weeks kick rolled in and I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny because I wasn't measuring any bigger, like belly wise or anything like that. But when he was born, he was about two inches longer and two pounds heavier. So that kind of explains why I was so uncomfortable that last month. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you do hear that a lot, though. Like that last month is it's just long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think with your second and, you know, any birth after that, it just it, it. it happens more often than with your first. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think with your first, you're just so excited, but also nervous and don't know what to expect. Um, but you know, you're excited and there's just so many feelings, especially when you've already been through it once yeah. you're just ready to get, you know, get to the fun part, the birth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last time I wasn't crawling around on the floor with a toddler. Exactly. I was like, oh, yeah. So everything's a little bit harder when you have a toddler running around. (laughs) Yeah. So did you do anything different to prepare for this birth? Uh, Not really. I was looking back on it. I am such a black and white person of it's just going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I did very little. I continued. So I continued to do the breathe work and the pelvic floor work that I got from my pelvic floor therapist the first time I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend that to anybody who's pregnant because a lot of people think pelvic floor work is for strengthening the pelvic floor after you give birth. And that is completely true. But Mm -hmm. for me, the reason why I saw her 
prior to giving birth and throughout my first pregnancy was because mine were, was actually too tight. Mm -hmm. And she gave me breathe work to do to help me relax. And I swear that helps during labor, just being able to relax everything and not have that tension within right. your, your belly. So I continued to do that. And the other thing that I did big time to prep this time around was, um, meal planning, like meal prep. So when I hit four months of pregnancy, I started freezing one meal a week. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I would just double a meal that we were having for dinner on the, usually on the weekends and then just put it in the freezer. So whether it be a loaf of banana bread or a full blown meal. Mm -hmm. So I had like 45 meals ready to go. Oh gosh. That's yeah. so nice. And I highly suggest that for anybody as well, because it's better than any baby gadget you can get is just having good food. Yeah. Not having to worry about it every day. Just yeah. having it done is such a nice feeling. Yeah. And it's not like you have time to make a full meal with two, you know, with a baby and a toddler anyway. Right. So right. put it in <laughs> that... the oven or pop it on the stove. It's good to mm -hmm. go. Highly. Yeah. Recommend. Yeah. Oh, that's so smart, especially starting so early. I think most people like last minute are trying to make a few things and <laughs> but giving yourself time, it's it's much smarter approach. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I chose not to have a baby shower this time around, even though I really didn't have one the first time around because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So that's what I asked friends and family to do was make meals for us and mm -hmm. A lot of them did that for us. So it was really nice to have, have that resource. Definitely. The baby came. Yeah. So how, so you said you were feeling like you were just ready. Did you go to your due date? So we had one ultrasound this entire pregnancy again, which was around, I think like 21 or 22 weeks this time, the, the anatomy scan mm -hmm. and the ultra ultrasound doctor and the tech dated me for August 3rd or excuse me, August 13th. I predicted August 19th mm -hmm. and the baby came on August 15th. So it was a couple days before I mentally was preparing to give birth. So mm -hmm. that week, so right on schedule, I'd say. So why don't you just start talking about how labor started and when you knew it was the real deal? Go time. So, <laughs> uh, Similar to my last pregnancy, I'm somebody who experiences Braxton Hicks contractions all day every day starting around like 20 weeks very early on in my pregnancy and so and it's not painful for me and sometimes I wouldn't even really know that they were happening but I would feel them if I was going upstairs or running I ran a half marathon I think I was almost six months pregnant that was my last race um and I really felt some contractions that day and started to take it easy. But so Braxton Hicks weren't unusual to me. So on, it was a Monday, August 15th. Um, that was the first day my entire pregnancy that I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to work today. I, I think I'm going to work from home. And I just woke up with that feeling. 
I wasn't having any contractions or anything. And I just laid low. I worked from bed. I worked on my yoga ball all day. I felt really wrapped up for work that I could step away for four months and be confident with what I had accomplished. And five o'clock rolled around and it was my turn to cook dinner. I'll never forget. It was lentil aroni. And <laughs> five o'clock and I stood up off my yoga ball and I just felt heavy. Like my mm-hmm. belly just felt really low, really heavy. I wasn't really active that day. So I just said to myself, you know, I think it's just because I've been sitting down all day, which is not like me. And it's a quick meal, like a half an hour at the stove. And throughout the entire time I'm cooking, I'm thinking like, I don't think I could stand here much longer. My belly is so heavy. And I told Taylor and there was a couple things like being your second, I would have a little twinge like a couple weeks earlier or diarrhea maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like this is it it's yeah <laughs> I'm like nothing will come of it so like he by this time was like sick of me saying like little things like oh my belly feels really heavy tonight and he really didn't have a reaction mm-hmm. and it was just there was just something about it I wasn't having contractions and I texted my mom because she was on babysitting duty she was going to come to watch Bo. Mm-hmm. And so I texted her and I said, you know, like something feels different to me tonight. Just want to let you know this time around, we hired a birth photographer. And so I texted her and I said, heads up, like something feels off to me. So it might happen the next couple of days. And I texted my midwife and she responded and said, if tonight's the night, it'll happen once he goes to bed. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay. We went on our normal evening walk. It was like only a half a mile or so because I constantly had to pee. So we were out walking, talking to neighbors, beautiful weather. And the same neighbor who saw me walking when I was in labor last time, I saw her that evening and I never see her in the evenings and I should have taken it as a sign as a sign like mm-hmm. this is this is going to happen because you saw your neighbor Sandy and she, <laughs> <laughs> and she was out we were talking to her we got back and I was like you know I the, I am having Braxton Hicks contractions so if tonight's the night I'm going to take a shower so I got in the shower and I actually invited Bo in with me we rarely take showers together usually it's just baths and so he and I got in the shower together and it was I didn't expect to get emotional about this but it was like the best last memory with him oh that's so sweet he looked so happy to be in the shower with me because he never (laughs) (laughs) and like I wasn't, I was not having contractions at all. Like I was just in there having such a good time with him. Like we mm-hmm. were splashing the water and like squirting it at each other, like little two-year-old things. Mm-hmm. What a sweet memory to have though. Yeah. Like normally I think I would be rushing through a shower. Of course. Him. It's almost bedtime. We got to go. And mm-hmm. it was a really great last memory with him. He was just so happy and I got him ready for bed, pajamas, brush teeth. And by the time I had to sit down with him to read stories, we all get on his bed and read stories. 
I was definitely having contractions. Mm -hmm. And so I read the stories and I gave him all the hugs and kisses and uh, Taylor stayed in there to um, lay down with him to go to sleep. And I came downstairs, it was probably like 8.30 and I texted my mom and said, I think the baby's gonna be coming tonight. And we were all um, a little, not nervous, but we were expecting a fast labor because my first was mm -hmm. fast for standards of like a first labor. It right. Was about six hours total. Yeah, that is quick. Yeah. So this one, we were anticipating a faster labor as well. And so I texted my mom. She's about 45 minutes away. I said, you should probably come down now. And I texted the photographer and I texted the midwife and the midwife, she lives about 40 minutes away. So she came down to her office, which is only about 10 minutes away from me. And she said, uh, text me when in about a half an hour and let me know how things are going. So I set a timer on the stove. And at this point, I should really go back and look at the app. Contractions were about 45 seconds long, maybe every five minutes when I came downstairs at 830. Mm -hmm. So they were already starting to stack up and get pretty close to each other. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just hung around the house by myself downstairs. There was no cake to bake this time around. <laughs> I was going to ask about that cake too. <laughs> I was, I was like, I don't know if I'll have enough time. I just mm -hmm. in my head didn't prepare for that. So <laughs> I um, hung around. My mom showed up shortly before nine and my photographer showed up only a few minutes after that. And we just hung out. I, Taylor came downstairs I was in the living room for a little while chatting. I was back and forth in the kitchen, like leaning on the wall, leaning on the um, countertops in the kitchen. I could easily breathe through them and chat. And it was probably, and, and throughout this time I had texted the midwife to say, things are still pretty consistent. They're getting a little faster, but they're not, intense by any means so mm -hmm. office so I was like just go to bed yeah I'll text you if anything and we hung out and at one point I remember walking into the living room where my mom Taylor and my photographer Kate um, was and I said to them like I really feel like this is dragging on this time around mm-hmm and it just wasn't like picking up in intensity. Yeah, it just didn't feel intense. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because like last time it went by so much faster because it was the first time. And the minute I said that out loud, I kid you not, I could feel the baby drop, like do like this giant shift. And I like kind of dropped to my knees and just started throwing up. Because oh my gosh. Such a shift. Oh wow. And and I had brought the bucket up because last time I got sick a couple of times. So I like got sick and I immediately like looked up and locked eyes with Taylor and said, text Heidi. So this was 10:25 p.m. So there was no in-between. It was just like this nice, easy, like 
you know, start to labor and then a huge shift. It was like a, yeah, it was such a shift. That's crazy. And at that point, so he texted Heidi. She said she was going to be on her way and Heidi's the midwife. And then, um, from there, I really spent time in the kitchen because it was really warm that night, probably in the nineties or high eighties, we don't have air conditioning. So the kitchen floor was nice and cool. There was a breeze coming in the back door. So in the birth photos, um, and I shared a lot of them on Instagram, if anybody wants to take a look, you can see me just leaning on the counters. And then eventually in the evening, I'm kind of on my knees, like holding onto the counter. (laughs) And then by the time Heidi gets there, um, I'm on all fours on the kitchen floor. <laughs> um, so that text to Heidi was at 1025. I remember her coming and she was sitting on my kitchen floor knitting and I'm a knitter. So we were talking about projects and I ended up getting sick one more time in the kitchen and that was like a real shift for me. I felt as if my body wanted to start pushing. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how long I had been on the kitchen floor doing this for. But in my head, I was like, this is way too fast. I was afraid of pushing too soon mm-hmm. and possibly tearing. And I think Heidi could see that in me that I had a little bit of nervousness there. But I think she could also hear like, I was ready to start pushing. Yeah. So she suggested that we come upstairs and I, I honestly don't remember coming upstairs at all. And looking at photographs, I had no idea anybody else was in the room with me. Like my husband, I had no, I no recollection of where he was that hour, but he Mm -hmm. was standing right (laughs) next to me. So I'm, I'm so thankful. I have these photographs because it was just a view that I didn't have. I was just so focused on breathing. But we yeah, got- you're just in your own world. It's, yeah. it's unreal. It's hard to explain, but mm-hmm. we got upstairs and I remember being so nervous about pushing this time and Heidi offered to check me and I, I let her, I wasn't planning on it, but I let her and sure enough, I was ready to push. And when I heard that, I was like, you know what? I think I have to poop. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, no, you don't. You have to push. Similar to last time. She's like, I don't, I don't think you do. And she's like, but you can try And the bathroom's right there. So I went and I sat on the toilet and I probably had one contraction and I was like, yeah, no, I don't have to poop. This is a baby. (laughs) I got back into bed. And, uh, so from being, having that one contraction on the toilet to when Felix was born, we didn't know it was a boy at the time. It was 11 minutes. Oh, wow. And Heidi was only there for about an hour. So it went extremely fast. And during, it was so funny this time there was no garlic oil. So you're going to have to listen to the first podcast. Anybody (laughs) (laughs) oil incident, there's no garlic oil. But during those 11 minutes, I was like demanding Sprite or cola or like 
soda, which I do not drink, but everybody's like, soda? Like we would have never predicted that this is what you're asking <laughs> or pushing, but I was so thirsty and wanted a Sprite. <laughs> but yeah, 11 minutes and Felix came out and I just remember seeing him and he was so much bigger than Bo. He was two pounds. So he was, he ended up being eight pounds on the dot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, his rolls, like he's oh. so big. And we just sat in bed. He was like in, I have a really great photograph of him cradled in my legs. It was almost as if he didn't realize he was born. He was just so happy in my legs and yeah, it was so fast this time around. Wow. And it wasn't until a little bit while later that I asked what day it was. And they told me that it was Tuesday the 16th. And I was kind of like a sigh of relief that he was born on that Tuesday. And then the midwife assistant said to me, but he was born on Monday the 15th. And we were there was like this huge audible oh, we were like, oh man, because the story behind that is my two-year-old niece, her birthday is the 15th. Oh, okay. So the two cousins now share a birthday. Um, he was born at 1159.48. So <laughs> <laughs> he really wanted the same birthday. Really Me and Kaylee, my, yeah. um, my first daughter and Kaylee's second son have the same birthday. And Olive was born during Noel's birthday party. And Kaylee left the birthday party. <laughs> I love it. She's like, sorry, gotta go. Yeah. Wow, the coincidence. I just, we were all like, oh, this is so, so funny. Awesome. Like, I was avoiding that day. Like, <laughs> <in my> head. <laughs> he was not. You were. Right. But it was, it's nice. Like, we'll be able to celebrate every year now together so yeah yeah share yeah. a have a really fun birthday party yeah so from start like the first contractions that i really felt was 8 30 and then he was born just before midnight so wow extremely fast <laughs> that is very and it's just what you expected too yeah yes <laughs> that's it's so cute that your midwife said that he was going to be born after he put Bo to sleep, and yeah. he was. <laughs> he slept, Bo slept through the entire thing, which is shocking to me because his bedroom is just feet away from our room. Like we share a wall and everything, mm -hmm. and he is not a sound sleeper. So usually we're tiptoeing up the stairs not mm -hmm. to wake him up. And yeah, he slept through the commotion of. Oh my gosh. And it was a great surprise in the morning to let him know that the baby finally came out. Oh, he was probably so excited. Yeah, every day he would say, baby out? <laughs> say, I, don't, I don't know if today's the day. So to finally say to him, baby's out. And he still calls him baby because for <laughs> nine months we called yeah. him. It's hard to it's hard to change that name. Yes. <laughs> He's like, we already did name the baby. So how has your recovery been? And then how has Bo, you know, taken to being a big brother? Yeah, recovery was great. I am so thankful for my mom came down every day that first week. Um 
because I decided once again to stay upstairs and not go downstairs for that first last time it was for a week this time I lasted four days and so he was born late Monday early Tuesday and I didn't go downstairs until Saturday morning that week Mm -hmm. which was nice I had that time to really rest and recover and my mom and my mother-in-law came to help just take care of Bo and all of us and just keep him busy so that was nice and if anybody has that luxury, because it definitely is a luxury, I'd say ask for the help mm-hmm. um, because it's really nice. And to have that bonding time too with the baby, because it's it's different this time around having a toddler. <laughs> yeah. You can't focus and stare at them all day long like you did yeah. <laughs> this time around. But um, yeah, it was, it was really nice. And Bo has been quite the helper. He has been absolutely wonderful. He is full of hugs, full of kisses, full of pointing out every feature on his face, his eyes, his nose. Four months in, he's still talking about his little ears and his little toes. Oh, But, that is too cute. Yeah. So it's it's been a it's been an adjustment, but it's been it's wonderful to see the two of them. Now Felix is old enough to look around the room and look for his brother and to see that starting to happen so soon. Yeah. To see what's ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun those boys are going to have. Yeah. <laughs> Especially being uh close to eight. So how old is Bo now? Bo is two years, four months. Okay. So they yeah. were like a year, oh no, two years and four months, two years apart. Yeah. Two years apart. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. It's, they're going to have so much fun together. Yeah, I hope so. So did you have any, you know, anything that you bought that really helped with recovery this time around or were you kind of like, my body's just going to do its thing? You know, I did not I don't think I bought anything for this baby (laughs) other than than some like wipes and newborn diapers um because we were pretty gender neutral the first time around Mm -hmm. um, pretty minimalistic and once you like realize how little kids babies yeah need I'm like Mm -hmm. don't bring that into my house no I totally agree (laughs) and I think it was a lot easier this time around too because I am still nursing Bo occasionally Mm -hmm. like every day Mm-hmm. Um, so the anxiety of when is my milk gonna come in yeah pretty fast because mm-hmm. I was already nursing um, yeah that's true there was like the one thing that I bought for myself during the pregnancy and I am still using it that I'll mention is I it's a moon pillow from the sustainable baby or yes yeah, sustainable baby I think it's called company and it is a pregnancy pillow, but it's like a crescent moon shape. Okay. It's made of um, cold buckwheat, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's not polyester filled. It like molds to your body and it's, it's just absolutely wonderful um, to sleep with. And then Felix snuggles up next to it when I'm not in bed with him. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend that if you're uncomfortable sleeping while pregnant that's been mm-hmm. a wonderful addition and i see many years out of it it's not something like those giant pregnancy pillows that take up the whole bed right 
forever use this one. But other than that, I don't think I bought anything new. I did buy another um, baby book via Promptly, which I mentioned last time. Mm-hmm. I did not write in or take nearly as many baby bump photographs as I did. <laughs> yeah. around, but I am sticking to my monthly updates and I swear I'm going to promise myself I'll do that for the first year. But dang, it's hard. Yeah, good for you. My, my, none of my kids had baby books. I mean, I started one with Olive and there was like hardly anything in it. So I'm like, who am I kidding? I'm not going to yeah. do this for the second and third ones. <laughs> yep. Like now that. I wish I had it, but I at least you can go back and look at pictures and be like, oh, this is when you were crawling. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so there's always that. But yeah, good for you for um for updating them. <laughs> hard but yeah mom list in my head yes <laughs> <laughs> wow that's awesome well will you tell listeners how they can get in touch with you sure uh i am on instagram my name on there is z lemons um it's a weird one so it's at z e e l e m o n s like the fruit Mm -hmm. And it is a private account, but if you just shoot me a message and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast, or I have a question because I heard you on the podcast, I'll definitely accept your friendship. And there's been an influx of listeners finding me on there. So they must be listening from the first batch of. Oh, yay. So that's exciting. I'm, I'm glad you're having more come in the future. And yeah, thank you for doing it because definitely listening to podcasts mm-hmm. like this one it, it probably is one of the biggest things that helped me prepare mm-hmm. for both births i just yeah. love hearing stories i know i don't know why it's so helpful but just knowing like everything can go differently than you expect it to go is mm-hmm. somehow just like comforting i don't know mm-hmm. but i the same with me is i just with my third when i had a home birth i that's all I did to prepare it was just just inundate my mind with other people's stories and it helped so much. I think when you're going through it, like understanding what's happening with your body, you know, just like thinking of the, all those stories that you've heard. It's so helpful. Yeah. And like the first time around, I hardly heard that like people got sick during labor that wasn't transition so that kind of made Mm -hmm. me nervous so the second time around I was like okay I got this I'll bring the bucket upstairs because it's normal Mm -hmm. and once I shared it with you guys I had so many women reach out to me saying I too got sick and I never heard of this so that's so weird (laughs) but it's yeah it's just it's a totally normal thing and yeah you don't know unless you do hear um hear these stories Thank you so much to Jana for coming on and sharing her story again. And thank you all for listening. I know it's been a while, but we're really excited to be back. Um, Don't forget to leave us a review and a rating. That would be awesome and so helpful. And if you'd like to come on the podcast, you can shoot us an email, birthnaturallypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can head over to our Instagram at Birth Naturally. Uh, make sure to follow us. And then you can click on the link in our link tree and just fill out the Google form. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time.